who you know, but you already knew that. And I'm Dmitry Samarov, but that ain't news either. Today, I talked to uh, the musician Jonathan Van Herrick about Wicker Park in the 90s, uh, getting into bands like Joan of Arc and Boas and Disappears and Facts, and uh, self-doubt, life changes, all kinds of shit. Hope you like it as much as I did. Either you all want to talk to me or you just all have something to say, (laughs) despite yourself. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So, yeah, I mean, like, and yeah, obviously, everybody I've asked is people I know at least a little bit and people I know for a long time, like you, Mm. you know, like, and right, right. We're thinking back and, you know, we met almost 25 years ago at this point. You know, pretty much 1998 yeah. at Jinx. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so was was that was that your first job in the city, or did you have other jobs before that one? Um, good question. I was I moved from Champaign Urbana, oh, um, okay. to Boys Town. Basically, a friend had an yeah. apartment there, and I stayed on his couch. Or no, I think I had my own room for a minute. Um. Our friendship barely survived before mm-hmm. I found my own apartment. It's um, a good way to lo- test a friendship. <laughs> yeah, like, it's move in like together. 20, 23 years old or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't. I, I didn't know you didn't like cats. I shouldn't have brought my cat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. Um, well, if that's the if that's the worst of it, you've, you've got it good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember his older brother. Actually, he's a uh, one of my oldest friends, uh, Chris Wilkes, was who I was staying with, and his older brother you know like i said this was well chris moved to um like humboldt mm-hmm. and geez like 95 or something yeah 94 i went to U of I, so then i would come and visit him and that's how i got started to get familiar with wicker park and humboldt park but yeah i moved i think it was 98 and i literally went to damon division because that's what my friend's older brother told me to do and look for for rent signs and um jinx was there and i don't know you know you were there too i, I could go on and on describing what the neighborhood felt like at that point to me no, but... well yeah what did it seem like to you so you would be what like 23 or 24 or something? yeah 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 and i was so i had hung out in the city you know mostly like the you know, field trips to the um off the alley or whatever, or the alley. Sorry, sure. Off the pun- from punk, punk and donuts. Yeah, right. right. Cool. So we, you know, whoever had a car and all that kind of stuff. But like, I had never really like the neighborhood to me. Just seemed like I when he told me it was the cool neighborhood or whatever. I got off the train and was like, "What? What is this?" Like I Jinx. I think it was Jinx, and then next door was uh Twilight. It was a restaurant called yeah. Twilight. Yep. And those were like very few people remember Twilight, but Twilight yeah. was like a total precursor to all that that whole foodie explosion, you know? Oh, and, yeah. And she would have the almost like I don't know if they were free, but I remember them as being like free dinners once in a mm. while on the weekends where everybody would just show up and yeah. Um but yeah, so I just walked into Jinx and uh this guy named Albert Menduno was working behind the counter and everyone was just 
it was all crazy and busy in there and i was just like oh i guess there's there are people you know like me yeah. around here and i swear you, i probably that, saw rob Lowe that day <laughs> so that's when you met all those people or yeah i mean the first day i walked in i asked if i could work there <laughs> oh yeah I didn't know, you know the, the vibe of the spot or anything and albert i remember him laughing and saying you don't want to work here yeah <laughs> and i was like yeah i do yeah and i'm like can i get an application he's like well we don't have applications he's like maybe right. just keep coming in and get to know everybody and uh right. I, I did that and it became <laughs> like i was still staying in boys town but i would just kind of make the trip to wicker park like <laughs> every day i don't even know if i had a job or anything and um you just made I a had, nuisance of yourself <laughs> i did yeah and i it was because i ran into andy moran oh yeah and we hit it off and he literally gave me a shift and put me on the schedule without consulting anybody i showed up to my first shift and i didn't i wasn't prepared i didn't know it was going to be like this no one working that day knew i was supposed to be working there yeah and no one knew me <laughs> and so that's how it started and it was like Michelle and I, I, it took me like a week or two before I even met Jason Mohica. Yeah. The owner and, or one of the owners. And I remember he, I mean, this sounds ridiculous, but I, you know, Jason too. I, I remember he yeah. walked in, he looked at me, he's like, who are you? And I was like, uh, Andy, I'm Jonathan. Andy hired me. He's like, oh, okay. He's yeah. like, well, <laughs> yeah. he left, he left for a minute. And I guess he went down to D and D and got a bottle of like Kava or whatever. <laughs> and he grabbed a bottle of orange juice. He's like, come sit with me outside. We sat outside on the patio uh -huh. and, dra and drank mimosas so he could get to know me as his employee. And I was, that was like, yeah, you know, it felt, in retrospect, it felt, I mean, and at the time too, I was like, it was, this is amazing. Like, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe what I'd stumbled onto. And it felt special at the time even, but it feels especially um unique in a way now it is because i feel like a bunch of you know it's rare that a that a place like that exists these days like a, a, a coffee shop that scrappy <laughs> it yeah. seems a thing of the past handlebars yeah. maybe the closest closest but they mm. they actually run that place well and <laughs> yeah that's an actual business right it was Where's literally you? a clubhouse <laughs> yeah run by 24 year olds yeah yeah i mean like and you, you guys let like people like me sit there for like six or eight hours and like drink one coffee you know <laughs> like right. yeah a most of that was most of the clientele yeah. too right oh yeah, yeah. well because yeah. we'd all drifted over from urbis orbis because urbis orbis had just closed and yeah. jinx picked up the, the slack and like jinx got the worst of the regulars from you know urbis orbis <laughs> I remember a funny feeling that I was like getting to know all these people. Like a lot of the people were really close because different little groups, you know, like mm -hmm. um, some people had all gone to DePaul together or, yeah, or just from bands and music and art and the art Institute, I guess, and stuff yeah. like that. But it's funny when I first started meeting everyone, I felt like I was getting, um, you know, accepted into this group of friends that, had already known each other for so long and yeah. I, but it's funny to realize at the time they had all just that place had only been open like a year like it wasn't it it, it literally it opened like either at the end of 97 or beginning of 98 i mean like it okay just, yeah it was opening just as urbis was closing because okay. urbis closed at the end of 97 and okay. it was a brand new coffee shop right yeah because i lived 
Yeah, I lived uh, at uh, Division of Western then. And there was, yeah, I mean, I remember Jinx opening. I don't know the exact date, you know, but yeah, it's like late 97, I want to say. Wow, so 90, like it had just opened. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so in that sense, like, I just, you know, I got extremely lucky to mm-hmm. have a friend whose older brother told me to go to Damon and Division. Yeah. And just from that, I discovered Jinx and Rainbow. And right. I that you know it's just that was the the starting point for almost all of my friendships for 10 years and i still work at the rainbow and right and like i said it felt like i yeah and it 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 felt lucky that i met these people but then i realized like i like you just said if it had just opened as well it's like wow how lucky i was to just stumble all into it and didn't really know anybody and yeah such a cool time to 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 do that to stumble into something like that yeah, for sure. Everyone who was in, like, I, I was already, I was like a fanboy of Tim Kinsella at that point in my life, like nervous so you, around him. So, oh, so you knew, you knew Captain Jazz, or yeah, I saw Captain Jazz play at a, a house show mm. in a living room at U of I. Oh, I see. And, okay, and I loved him at in his you know music back then, and I ran. I I remember being in a like a falafel spot and wrigleyville or boys town and saw him uh, while mm-hmm. i was eating i was like oh my god it's tim Catella. and i had been working at jinx for a week or two and i didn't i hadn't seen him was he already there. working there or yeah one day he oh. walked in while i was working yeah and went right behind the counter with the big old because you know back then you had to either bring your book of cds or we would just you would just bring like yeah. a, a bag just filled with a stack just stacks of cds in their boxes just so so much to lug around but yeah he came in with like four stacks of cds for his you know four hour shift or whatever and 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 how many of those were scott walker (laughs) (laughs) at least three i would guess yeah (laughs) that's what i always remember him playing scott walker all the time uh that's where i heard of him i think for (laughs) sure somebody there i don't know if it was you somebody there kept playing okay computer the radiohead album i don't know who that was but uh that's like I'd remembered OK Computer, I mean, uh, Radiohead only for that creep song and I didn't like it. And then I heard OK Computer and I like that. But like you guys totally turned me on to that. It's still yeah. it's the only thing of theirs that I like, but it's also right, right. because it's pegged to listening to it at Jinx. You know, that's funny. Yeah, I remember <laughs> everyone was way into that, like because uh, 90 Day Men. Yeah, were around then and. Andy Moran was, yeah, he was way into radio out of Bjork. Like Bjork was also like part of the soundtrack there. Yeah. And sure. yeah, I didn't, yeah. Like I didn't know any of that, that stuff about Tim. I don't know. I didn't know who he was to me. He was just like the stoned guy at the coffee shop and kept playing Scott oh Walker, you know? Yeah. He'd wear his hat basically over his eyes. Yeah. And like walk well, up like, to the table with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth to take your not, order. Not the most, not <laughs> the most approachable guy, you know? Like, no, never. No. <laughs> well, he came in and I was literally so nervous. Like I just didn't yeah. even know where to start. And then like <laughs> my CDs were sitting there and he was the one he was like, wow, look at our CD collection. Like he was actually really cool. Like we, yeah. we had a lot of overlap. And yeah, honestly, within, in, in my memory, maybe I'm wrong, but it was in a, within a couple months I was playing in Joan of Arc and like uh-huh. <laughs> uh, like telling my 
two college friends that stayed at U of I, like I moved to Chicago and I'm in Joan of Arc already. Like, holy shit. Right. Yeah. This is crazy. You, 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 you won the like indie rock lottery. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It wasn't the first time. <laughs> I've, no matter how, uh, you know, how depressed I can get, I should maybe sometimes. Yeah. I feel similarly with Brian Case too, because yeah. he asked me to be in a band and that completely changed my life. Right. Yeah. That, that, that that's a little bit later but yeah yeah and then uh, honestly i met rob Lowe around that time and i was just fascinated by his persona at that age i was like i was a big you know i was just like a socially anxious yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, weirdo. Mean, rob, and, rob was and i'm sure continues to be a completely unique individual there's just not yeah. two there's not two people like there's not another one like rob Lowe right. you know, out there yeah and we hit it off really well at first and I, we would just take walks. That's what he loved mm. to do. And we would walk. Yeah. And I remember at that time feeling like the neighborhood was a ghost town in the sense of like, I didn't see many people that like yeah. me or whatever. And sure. somehow when we would take walks though, it was every five minutes he had to stop and chat. Like people were coming out of the woodwork. I was like, Oh, it is a little vibrant neighborhood, I guess. I mean, I feel like I learned part of mm -hmm. that from Rob and we would go to like, he showed me all these little weird shops that I might have passed. Like, you know, back in there was all those like random secondhand shops. And that guy Twig like, had it. Exactly. That, 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 mm -hmm. And then a blast off video, the yeah, video yeah. store. Uh, and then, well, Big Brother later, but that was, right. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I mean, really. Yeah. So, what, uh, when you brought in your CDs that Tim saw, like, what was in yours? What was in your <laughs> stack? Do you remember? I think I was getting way, I mean, hmm, that's funny. Back then, it was probably a lot of like, this is because it's what, like 98. It was probably like yeah. a lot of thrill jockey, mm. um, like Tortoise and Steve and Cake. Stereo Lab right. had just done Dots and Loops, or not just done it, but yeah, or yeah, around then. And um, I was actually getting into stuff like uh, Scott Walker, too. Now that I said that, I'm like, I think that was one of them where you're like, oh man, this guy also has, you know, Scott mm -hmm. Walker four, 4 or whatever. And, um, but it's because my friend Chris that I'd mentioned and his older brother, they were like, uh, Chris worked at Reckless Records for like 20 mm. years. And oh, okay. So I, I yeah. always had like a lot of music around and whatever, but yeah, a lot of Bowie, a lot of Bjork, and, um, Nothing too out there. I think I was getting way into like that weird Italian. I I had a soft spot for like that weird Italian like funk stuff, like soundtrack. Oh funk yeah, jazz from the sixties. Like it was like stroboscopic compilations and stuff like that. Right when they had like they would record whole whole like studio orchestras for like yeah, stuff. or just yeah. be a lot of stuff that was like in the style of like you know. David Shire like taking a taking the Pelham one two three kind of sounds but yeah right obviously very Italian too you know yeah mm -hmm. I still love that stuff yeah I mean they yeah I mean lately like it's just like a fucking cornucopia of all these reissues that they keep finding yeah well these amazing soundtracks to really really bad movies you know mm -hmm, like right. the soundtracks <laughs> are great but like nobody want you wouldn't want to watch some of these movies they're yeah. just, just schlock but the soundtracks are amazing mm -hmm. you get yeah, these people that are like trained composers and stuff making these things, you know? Yeah. that That's cool. And were you already playing music yourself like before Joan of Arc? Yeah, yeah, I was. Um, 
I mean, I had in a, college or. Yeah, I just um. Yeah, I have. A, I think. Um. Yeah, I, I feel like the the difference was I didn't. I was kicking around a lot and didn't take. I did. I wasn't thinking of it as like. I don't know what I'm saying. Like it wasn't, and, it and wasn't for, was it like wasn't for other people. Shows on the weekends and stuff. No, no, we, we played out, but I never thought, like I never toured or anything until I moved up to the city and yeah. met people who had already, it's like I had to learn from the people who had already been doing it and stuff. And a lot of these people are same age as me, but yeah, you know, in high school though, I had like a, a straight edge hardcore band. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, wow. That one, one demo tape exists that I got digitized, so I can oh, cool. actually listen to it. Oh, cool. Wondering if the one copy I have is going to, you know, the tape's going to snap. But, right. Um, yeah. Just a couple of years ago during the, or in the beginning of the pandemic, a friend of mine, I found the tape and he digitized it for me. Sweet. And yeah, I, it was fun. It was, it's a band I was in. I was 15 and 16. Mm. I wrote all of the music. You <laughs> like did. The bass, the bass player didn't even play on half of it. You you were um, the you were you were the front man. I was well. No, there was a singer. Oh, there was. You were the, yeah. You were the singer. Okay, you were. Yeah, you were, you I wrote most of the lyrics player? too, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but you wrote yeah. And um, it's fun to go back because I got into the straight edge hardcore stuff. Uh-huh. You know, briefly, it's like I came from a really messy, chaotic, alcoholic family, and mm. at that age, it seemed cool to discover that there was this scene that purportedly, you know. Oh, it's like a counter such, to that. Such, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it did kind of, I think, speak to me because of that. Now that I look back at it, but yeah, um, the music was kind of like secondary to me. I loved like Minor Threat and Fugazi and yeah, a lot of the overlap stuff. But like, I did get into a lot of hardcore. But I was more at that point already. My tastes were just way more eclectic, and yeah. so I was honestly at that point I was a freak about like um, thrash metal. So you listen yeah. to this hardcore demo and my bandmates were always trying to get me to be less thrash and more hardcore but i didn't i i just couldn't you know i taught myself how to play guitar and playing like slayer and yeah so it's funny to listen to it now because i could i two things i was very very impressed by my 15 year old self because the songs are actually like i was so i'm so obsessive about certain things that are so just like composed and they're actually pretty yeah. good like but what i'm doing is just lifting the thrash metal formula sure and, but at, and again at 15 or 16 i was like wow it's not so bad except i could almost um if someone was interested i could almost pinpoint every riff i could well, tell sure. you what what thrash band i'm ripping off for that riff <laughs> like it's almost like i'm playing in one i was like oh my god that's that riff backwards <laughs> like i'm just like doing that's everything great I can, that's but, that's yeah, really cool 15, uh, so, yeah. yeah everything's got to come from somewhere like no nobody invents the wheel you know <laughs> like, yeah, yeah did you did you take like guitar lessons or did you just teach yourself i tell myself my my brother my oldest brother who was a big metal guy mm-hmm and, you know, he, he's 10 years old or was 10 years older than me. So like in that, mm. you know, 80s and 90s, oh, and yeah. he, he had a friend who taught me the basics. He would oh, come okay. over once a week for just a few months. Yeah. And then I kind of lost, I didn't lose interest. But after that hardcore band broke up, I started like making little videos 
I wanted to make. Well, oh wait, before before we go on, what's what was the name of the band? Oh, it's bad. Yeah, uh, it's, of course it, it should be. <laughs> it's the least the least like tough sounding hardcore band name. It's just Solitaire. Solitaire. Wow. <laughs> I guess we really couldn't think of anything better. I don't know. That's it's it's more of an emo name than, than yeah, a, right. Than a, a straight edge. Wait, maybe yeah. straight edge. You know, like if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Since you're supposed to stay away from the ladies or gents or whatever, like you'd be attracted to, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> if you're if you're if you're real straight edge, you know? right? Or because no one will talk to you at the show. <laughs> right. Um, you you could just yeah. You could just call all those bands incel, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Borderline. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, at that time in my life, I was basically still yeah playing D and D with my two like dorky friends that i've had since fifth grade or whatever <laughs> right <laughs> that's great so so but then uh, you went off to college and that that was it was the band broke up before you went off to college or yeah it did and then <laughs> i didn't play guitar for a couple years and then when i went to college um also i'd never drank or smoked pot or anything mm. and right. that all flipped pretty quickly um you with, did, a you... so, with a new social circle yeah <laughs> Um, so that that became the thing but then I did meet a bunch of people who like to play music and it was like a new way to approach music where like I said the people I was playing with before no offense to the 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 teens that I'm referring yeah. to but they didn't even know how to play and I barely right. knew how to play but by that time I met some people who you know were into Sonic Youth a little before me so we're more comfortable mm. just like just make noise or just yeah you know like you know just getting more like creative and not worrying about my skill level so much for a while and having more fun just playing with people. So that got really fun. And yeah, I met a great friend. I'm not so much in touch with anymore. He lives in Portland. His name's Aaron Barr. Um, he was really great. He lived in Urbana, but didn't go to school there. Yeah. And we became close friends and he and I were kind of like the collaborators throughout college, but to be honest, if you want to hear like an indicator of where we were at, the some of the band project names we had were like, this is when emo really started kicking, kicking off. Mm, yeah. And one of our bands, I think, was called Paris, Paris Films. Oh, if you can believe that. This is like <laughs> I said, when I was Films. discovering Tim Kinsella. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. One was called the Minus Air Conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just because we didn't have an air conditioner in the practice space where we used but yeah just very like verbose like poetic nice know. yeah but it was fun we do a lot of duo stuff like little like drum machine and acoustic guitar and we both sing and stuff right but yeah and so would you play like yeah. college parties or like where, yeah where, we played where, parties and bars like there was like uh what the blind pig and this is, you know, so say U of I in the early mid nineties. Yeah. So there were a few bands. Um, I feel like I had a bigger, a, a more popular band for a second. I honestly can't remember the name of it. <laughs> it, was so, it was so popular. I'm, I'm, it must have been a great time since you forgot it, right? Like how they, yeah. they say about the sixties, if you were, right. if you remember it, you weren't there, you know? Right, right. Because <laughs> it was cool. always like, we were just people like get a set together for a show and so like i said it, i was never taking it as seriously and then when i came up here and i realized like yeah like i met tim and i met brian and those guys have been booking shows since their teens and you know tim probably went on his first tour in his 
or mid, when you know, he was late five or something. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. What uh, what were you studying at U of I? Well, I started in English, like uh-huh. literature, and yeah. then did cinema studies. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I took so many anthropology classes that um, it became a weird focus of mine but i never switched my major and then my like third year in i was it was such a mess i was nowhere near completing Mm. like i skipped all my u of i is like it's probably even crazier now but it was like forty thousand students or something i didn't even it's gigantic yeah i've only talked been down there once twice yeah yeah so in my memory is i felt like by the time i talked to a counselor it was almost (laughs) <laughs> too late like mm. I, I didn't i wasn't even taking my requirements like i had to i was just they were letting he, me get away with murder like just skipping my math requirements and, right. and then by the time i was looking uh at finishing i was like oh this is just a mess and yeah. i never finished <laughs> oh so you dropped out at, did. At a, and then and that's when you moved to to the city yeah i was dating someone at the time um and it was pretty serious mm-hmm. for, I guess, our young age. And uh, yeah, yeah, she she was like a great student and doing all this crazy, awesome stuff. And then she got a job in the city. She graduated uh, before me, even though she was a year younger than me. And then she yeah. wanted to move to Chicago. I oh, told her about okay. Wicker Park. Yeah, so we moved up there together. But then she left for the Peace Corps. Oh. Um, not long after we moved and that was the end of that that relationship mm, or, or no beginning? That's, no it that's of, a long story yeah um went on <laughs> that, yeah <laughs> she well it, it was it was a lot because we were very young she went yeah. to africa for two years and this was like not only was this like before it was easy to email people mm-hmm. or like she had like one yeah. computer in the head the peace corps headquarters that wasn't even in the city where she was living or whatever right um not only that like she wasn't getting my letters even so it was like it was so hard to be yeah. in touch right and she also sort of encouraged me to date other people because she was a very progressive person especially for the time yeah. And was like, I think it'd be better if there's yeah. no resentment. You just do your thing. And when we sure. work it out, we work it out. And um, I went to visit her. I went to um, Malawi oh, for, wow. a month, for a month and hung out with her. Um, How was that? I, that must have been intense. Uh, oh, it was amazing. We had gone yeah. to Central America together once oh, too, okay. when we were 21 years old. Um, so wow. she got me. I th- feel like she encouraged me to be adventurous in that sense, mm-hmm. like about traveling and stuff. Yeah. So that's kind of where I got the bug where touring all of a sudden seemed awesome when it, when it was presented to me. Um, but yeah, so I went and saw her and then um, it was good. We, it was weird. It felt like I was living two lives in a way because I was, when I was in Chicago, I was almost had no contact with her, but I was also mm-hmm. sort of like trying to emotionally save myself for her, but I was also, 23 24 and meeting right a million new people and yeah so you were seeing other people so as, i started as, seeing as other she, people yeah, right sure and then she this this is you know 
it's pretty whatever i'll just talk about it sorry i'm, I'm being awkward um no no it's she, I, she it's, had, it's she, into, I, i'm not trying to poke or anything you oh, say no, whatever I, you like you know yeah yeah no so many of my friends know the story yeah. i just don't talk about it much but she ended up uh dying in a car accident about a oh, month geez. before she was supposed to come home oh jesus so I, I don't know if everything. i knew that i don't know if I yeah. knew that. Oh, um God. but it but it was like yeah. and that was really i mean i've don't been dealing with that my whole adult life is all you know it was over 20 so years time ago, wise what yeah when when would this be uh to uh 2000 oh wow okay um or yeah uh she died in 99 or no 2000 i'm sorry 2000 yeah um but it was like overly it was over complicated because not only did i lose this person that and honestly, back then, I, I look back at myself, I was like, I almost feel like part of me got lost around, along that time where like, yeah. I, I was, I feel like when I look back at myself, that I was a lot more open to the the world for a while. Like I, mm. her and I were like, let's get married and have kids, which now yeah. it's like, you know, so I've been running away from that ever since. Yeah, it, it changed wanted. you in a big way. It, yeah, it's just yeah. like I was very confused. But because on, on top of it, I was seeing, I was seeing other people, and I had these, I had a weird kind of dating relationship with someone who was aware of her in Africa, but yeah, knew you know, but it just really made things so weird. And then I lost some of our mutual friends because I just, I just right. got it, just got real weird, and I didn't deal with it well for a while. I think my attitude became like, well. You could die at any time. So. Right. Like nothing matters. You became like, fa- right. like fatalist and, or nihilist yeah, or whatever. It could have been it. like, yeah, it could have been in a Fuck positive it. sense, but I felt like it was in a more <laughs> negative sense. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, let's drink every night kind of, you know. Yeah. But it, it, the, but I was already, the, the environment was there, like that going to sure. the bottle and going to the rainbow. And so luckily, yeah. I mean, I would have some probably of those people, been... some, some of those people lived really hard. I mean, mm. some of them, some, a lot of them didn't make it, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. I'm glad I did. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Um, sometimes, you know, because um, <laughs> it was a lot of years, I feel like I've just, oh, whatever. That's just the, 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 the shape of my life, I think, because then I found people who were, you know, like Tim wanted to play music and that was encouraging. And because I had dropped out of school, I didn't even, I didn't know what, what I was doing. And, right. And then eventually, yeah, I guess I played in a band called A Set briefly. I was gonna say, I I know you, I know you you played in, I know you played in A Set. Well, that that's a guy that's that's not a big fan of mine or wasn't. Oh, I already mentioned him once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good old Albert. Yeah, Yeah. my buddy, my buddy Albert. (laughs) But like everything that went down with Albert, Albert brought on himself. You know. Uh, he was uh, he's definitely one of those guys that encouraged, you know, like <laughs> b- bad shit to happen through some of his own actions. I would say yeah. that's I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know much about what happened after I left the band, to be honest, but I was in the periphery of some crazy. Were you, wait, some were, of the crazy were, you were you in the band when like the band that quit on him on tour? Or he had some he had some oh. band he was playing and they just left him in the middle of the tour because they couldn't deal with him anymore. <laughs> no, but I, they may we, have been after we were you. close. Yeah, yeah. It was probably like he us. drove people crazy. I know. <laughs> yeah, it was me and Dino, um, Dino. who lives in L.A. now. And then 
Tony Lazaro was on drums. He was right. You know, Tony. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, so that was why it was so fun. Um, yeah. And me and the thing with Albert was always he would get kind of annoyed that me and Tony were making the song sound so much heavier than he wanted that to be because yeah. <laughs> me and Tony were both way in the metal and we're, he was trying to play his he was Mr. Pop, Sing- pop rock yeah. singer songwriter guy yeah yeah but that was fun and again like that was the first oh and that was actually the first tour I ever got to do was with Aset so oh really there you go and it was with you know me and Albert got along great back then and then with Tony sure. and Dino we just had a blast I never and that was maybe one of the few tours. Oh no, that's this isn't true. But thinking about touring back then, like no, you know, it was like printed out MapQuest maps and shit. Like there was yeah. no. Yeah, you had a to different. use a road atlas and stuff. Right, right, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. And then yeah, I met Brian, meaning Brian Case and Rob Lowe, and I was really close with. Uh, Andy from 90 Day Men for a while. Yeah, what was his name? Andy player, what? Lance Hagen. Right, yeah. Yeah, I remember that guy. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm just rambling now. It's, no, no, I, well, I that's, just, that's what made, you... just making me realize how lucky, like I said, how lucky I got. Like I, it's I was really going through cool. some yeah. crazy times back then too. And honestly, didn't even my close friends didn't even understand like because I didn't have to tell everybody, oh, well, she told me I could see other people or whatever. I guess I just kind of wouldn't talk about the other right. part of my life. And then when it shifted so quickly, I almost didn't know how to yeah. address it. So I don't think I don't, I, don't, I don't think I wouldn't be so hard on yourself about that. I, I don't know how many whatever 24 year olds have the work like the note like the you, you have to be a lot more mature, especially as a guy. Yeah, I think you got to get into your fucking 30s, maybe 40s to know how to say uh, the yeah. words for these things that are happening. I mean, yeah, guys I'm, mature very slowly. <laughs> I agree. I mean, yeah, yeah regret like guilt, <laughs> regret and shame is like, oh, they're always nipping at my heels and like, mm. and yeah, it's it's like you just said, I it, each decade, I think I'm getting a little more in touch with myself, but it's almost more like a a Christmas gift that never ends like the, the sure you just keep going at it because it's like yeah well, now the, I'm 46 and I'm like you said I got like yeah in my 40s I'm figuring it out and then mm-hmm. a, you know every time a minor crisis happens yeah. it all sort of unravels a little more and you piece it back together a little more and, but you recover like I've I don't know if it's true for you but for me like I recover from the blows quicker or like I, I can distance myself I can laugh yeah. about it a lot quicker than I used to. I mean, right. some of the shit that's happened to me, you know, like in the last few years, like relationship wise, if that yeah. had happened in my 20s, I, I would have jumped off a fucking bridge, you know, like right, I, would, right. I wouldn't have been able to put any kind of perspective on it, you know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so, but uh, was, so you played in Joan of Arc before A set or was that after A set? When was Joan of Arc in that chronology? That was before. Okay. And that's so you, yeah, you were in yeah. a really pretty early jo- Joan of Arc, huh? Yeah, it was um, songs from Live in, Live in Chicago. 99, oh, yeah. Right. That had just come out. And so we, we were learning those. I only played, I think, three shows with them like mm. The Bottle, The Fireside. Yeah. I forget what else. Um, but I did something. This is. It's just funny. It's exactly what I was talking about where 
this is something that was caused me a lot of stress for years but looking back at it i'm like ah, it's just life like life's messy or whatever but so tim who already mm-hmm. described how i felt about him and his music at the time after meeting him for a couple months i'm in the band i'm playing in this band i had never yeah. toured and yeah he's planning this big joan of arc tour for that record and that was when they were doing pretty good for yeah for what they were doing and but then my my girlfriend jenny at the time her dates got pushed up a week so the day she was supposed to leave for two years for the peace corps and like i said that was a little more i think what's the word just wide-eyed and optimistic at the time Mm -hmm. i sure i was really she she was just like very important to me at the time it was very positive in my life and um so her dates changed and the tour before was going to be like we leave like a few days after she leaves and then her dates moved and then she had a whole week um and i just could not bring myself to like leave before her wow on a tour so i That's told him <laughs> yeah it was like a crazy decision i had to make at the yeah. time though i feel like i might have it i i feel like i really um i mean i left him left him in the lurch for sure yeah. and i didn't understand like what a yeah. big I yeah. really didn't wrap my head around it because I was in my own world of like, yeah, her leaving town and everything. And I just told Tim I couldn't do it, but it was like real close before it was supposed to happen. And he yeah. flipped out. Sure. And that, I think he found Matt Clark to replace oh. me. Oh, okay. That's how I met Matt Clark. And, um, but he was not happy. And sure. of course he wasn't. And we yeah. didn't talk for, a long time after that so like our really exciting budding friendship took a yeah. funny turn from the beginning yeah um and but we recovered we, he and i are more sure. like i don't know i don't know if he would agree but i we we're great friends almost more like family like we don't I'm, even I'm, I'm sure he would agree uh yeah i mean he, tim is you know is a fascinating fascinating character and yeah, yeah. i consider a friend we, we've had a not a close friend but him and i have had this like what I feel like is an ongoing conversation that has lasted like almost 25 years, you know, and it just yeah. picks up, it picks up wherever we dropped it off. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's kind of a misunderstood guy, but like I for, so. for various reasons, I think well, isn't it- his heart is always in the right place and he's really always trying to be true to whatever it is that he's doing. And sometimes oh, it gets messy, you know, and yeah, it's yeah. not pretty, but <laughs> I, I've never, ever questioned like his uh, intentions, you know? Yeah, no, me either. He's and always, I've always had good intentions. Oh, yeah. And I'm impressed. This is a little uh, a different subject, I guess, but like, because now that things are reopening and I'm mm-hmm. going out and seeing shows here and there, I'm always impressed by like, as prolific and busy and sort of antisocial as he can be, mm-hmm. I feel like almost everything that I go to of note, yeah, he's there. Whether or not I would expect him to be, like supporting people I didn't even know, yeah, he was a, he was a fan over that he knew or whatever. He just he always seems to put yeah, the effort read- in to like support his friends and to support other artists and stuff, and it's it's cool. Yeah, I uh, yeah I always run into him at odd moments. I, I ran into him at. <laughs> the hideout at the dead rider show which was cool oh I, but yeah. i didn't see him till the end he was like super into it 
uh, which was what, cool because that's a really when cool was that? band. Uh, well, I don't know, like a month ago. They're still a band. Yeah, they're back. Oh, oh. It, uh, they're playing as a trio, which I'd never. I don't know if I'd seen them as a trio before. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, well, it's yeah. funny. That's um Todd. What's the Todd Rittman? Yeah. Todd Rittman. He was and Matt Matt S B from from Adam Bomb Pocket Knife is the right. drummer in that. Okay. And Theo, uh, Theo used to yeah, be in that Theo band. Theo used to yeah. right, right, yeah. Yeah. Todd was um, so my friend Chris that I've known since I was fourteen, mm-hmm. that I've already mentioned, his older yeah. brother Rob Wilkes, um, him and Todd were like best friends. So oh really? That's okay. that's a funny connection. Like I met Todd when I was like before I'd ever moved to Chicago. And he was oh okay. So intimidating and weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, talk about older. well, talk about unapproachable. There's yeah. a guy that's. I used to wait on him at bite and it was yeah. impossible to get a word out, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. If, I think it, he's marginally more, he's mellowed a little bit with age. Right. I mean, I, I was amazed uh, at that dead rider show, the recent one where he actually addressed the audience without any irony saying, thank you for people to be there and how, right, right. like basically saying like a really mature, like thing, kind of like, going along with what we we're talking about before how you got to get to this point where you're saying basically like none of us in this band really know how to express our feelings except through this weird music <laughs> right. like he was just like being sincerely thankful which is not what you would expect coming out of the mouth of todd rittman you know yeah no he's like, just like a simple let... gratitude you know like oh for sure for surviving yeah, i always picture he has this like that stage persona where he does that like you like a used car mit, car salesman style yeah we're carnival parody yeah 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 and, he, just, yeah. and he looks kind of like he's hatefully <laughs> the <Yeah>. audience <laughs> yeah <a> well he <laughs> came out for the show the first song or so he had this mask on that was like a, a middle finger fuck you like <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> and he, like he took it off after like a song or two but like, <laughs> but like that's that's the todd rittman i know and love right. you know, like, <laughs> you, know I, I, you know must have been some kind of commentary on you know like covid lockdown and the masks you know his uh, right. already response to it but it was pretty great yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, that that band, I mean, that U.S. Maple band was like that's one of the most intense like presences on a, like a stage I've ever seen. Like all those guys. Yeah, you know? I mean, like, I mean, the, like the menace of that band, you know, like, creepier than any, uh, you know, whatever, yeah. like Marilyn Manson type thing. You can. Oh, think yeah. Of. I, yeah. I got more creeped out seeing U.S. Maple than any other band. Probably. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just the vocal style and Todd's. <laughs> and that music, which was like this chopped up, like oh, Cuba, Cubist rock. It was like. Yeah, it was like cock rock, but with all the catchy parts cut out, you know, like yeah, they would never yeah. play the catchy parts for sure. But now he's like inserted it back in. I mean, because he's an amazing guitar player. I mean, he's just he like a, he just he's just sort of like mind blowing. And yeah, and now he lets himself do all that, you know, and it's sort of like you can still hear the irony. And he's like doing like it's always cho- he's always chopping it up, but he lets him right. self play the tuneful parts now, you know, right now and then like steve, steve malcolmus in a way yeah a lot like that for sure that's a really good comparison yeah i didn't really realize steve malcolmus was such a great guitarist until the jicks probably you yeah know, like because he yeah he plays that differently in in the jicks than in pavement you know yeah 
I saw them play once in uh, somewhere in Canada. I forget where we were, but um, he speaks, Stephen Belkos speaks fluent French, of course. Mm. Well, not of course. Of course, course he I, does. We didn't know. Of course he does. And he, just, <laughs> and he just walks out and starts going off like in French, and the crowd was just like, it was insane to watch. It was fun. Yeah. In uh, this is pavement or the jicks? Uh, the jicks. The jicks. Yeah, I never yeah. got to do a few shows with them. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he was great. He he was super nice. Him and Brian really hit it off. He was like, I bet drinking before the show with us and stuff is pretty funny. Yeah, I only I saw pavement once in the nineties, uh, later like later pavement, but yeah, uh, we, yeah, and they were like, yeah, it was sort of like a. I don't know if it was like an insult comedian thing, but they weren't like he was not either. He wasn't trying or he was like being kind of like kind of a dick, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like they were doing a thing where like they were not really engaging. They, they acted like they didn't care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Which is part of kind of part of the pavement thing. But like it didn't. Yeah. It wasn't awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Were, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was never a big fan, to be honest, but I, I'm I'm glad they exist. <laughs> yeah, I like some of the records. Uh, yeah, but like the the problem also with that show was it was a triple bill of them, uh, Dirty Three, and Come. Oh, Dirty wow. Dirty Three and Come just blew them off the stage. I mean, of course. Like, and they were the openers. You know, those two bands were the. Oh, but like wow. it was an amazing triple. It's probably one of the better shows I've ever seen in a way. You know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it was like a different, very different approach. You know, like those bands yeah. were not. They, they were there to bring it, you know? Yeah. They were not like ironist. They weren't into irony the way pavement was, you know? Right. <laughs> and like being like commenting on what you're doing all the time, kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so how long, uh, and then uh, try to think, uh, was there was Boas at a certain point. That was a band. Right. I, I vaguely remember. Actually, just before we got on, I looked it up and the Boa's record is on Apple and uh, Apple Music. You can you can hear it. Uh, oh, nice. Which, which I yeah, I hadn't heard in a very long time. That's a very different sounding band than some of the other ones yeah, you were involved yeah. with. Oh, for sure. And I got to say. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no. Oh, no. We I. I only revisited it for the first time last summer um just a year ago because my brother um my older brother is very supportive but i don't think he's actually ever liked much of the music i've made or recorded oh really oh no because <laughs> yeah, he's very i mean he's classic rock fish mm-hmm. like, sure oh, yeah. okay um so i'm like you didn't like boas and he's like ah and i i couldn't believe he never really paid attention to boas so i i yeah i ended up finding it on his apple music and um we listened to the whole record and it was funny. It was the first time I think I've shown him something that he was really like, Oh, okay, cool. Oh, it's because so it's, like blue- it's, it's bluesy and a little more accessible than most. Of yeah. Like I was listening to, I was trying to figure out what the, I mean, like it kind of sounded a little bit like a, a more chill, like exile on main street or something or like, yeah. A, or like Graham Parsons. I don't know. That's those are definitely the influences of the the singer and the uh, keyboardist were kind of the, they were like the, they were the they, main songwriters. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see him like collaborate, but yeah. yeah. And it was you and Graham Gibson, right? And then, yeah. uh, yeah, and then Gabe McDonough. And Gabe, bass. yeah. 
yeah see i knew the three of you guys i didn't know the singer and the keyboard guy yeah because the three of us were already all working at rainbow mm-hmm. and i love those guys we're still yeah. super close and um again great time in my life at the time i think i did have a little chip on my shoulder i wanted the band to be weirder yeah and i was a little because i it's funny because like i grew up i like playing different styles of music and stuff yeah. but and I think at that point in my life, I wasn't comfortable um, putting my own stuff out there in mm. a way or, you know, so I was always, ha- I, I've always, always been happy sort of like collaborating with someone else or supporting someone else's vision. <laughs> um, we, you know, could get into what that's about, but um, so in that band, it was sort of like, oh, Gabe and Grammar in it. And this guy seems to have a bunch of pretty cool songs and, but at the time, I was always a little like, oh, I wish it was a little weirder. You know, we got like, we're going on tour with 90 Day Men who are fucking weirdos and yeah, <laughs> musically. Yeah. Um, and, but looking back, I'm like, I mean, like I said, I'll show my brother. I feel like it's almost aged well. And I was again, like, it was almost like when I listened to my 15, my demo from when I was 15 years old, I was like, oh, I, I actually like this. Yeah. I, I can't believe I didn't give this more credit. And I got even, it kind of like, I don't know it's it's fun it's it's fun to revisit something after so long and how long did that la- how long did boas go it was only if two or three years but it was oh, okay. kind of like we had a really good run for yeah. what it was and it's for as ramshackle as it was because i remember that poster with all you guys like naked on it <laughs> <laughs> just shirt just shirtless yeah i know i mean that but was, it looked yeah. like like it was yeah. cut off kind of you know, yeah like, yeah to, was, to make it seem like you were naked <laughs> it was, Graham, Graham's idea is a joke and then yeah. it actually happened and now it li- lives in infamy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was, you um, know, it was a memorable <laughs> um, But yeah, we got to, again, like I, we got to do a short trip with Wilco through oh, part yeah. of Canada into New York and play a huge show in New York. Like, mm. And I, again, I think I was like 26 at this time. It was, um, sure. It was a lot. Like, it was really fun to do, like, and yeah, I met all those guys from Wilco who I still sort of know, especially like Leroy Bach was in the band back then. And mm. that was a big deal meeting him at the time. Um, uh, but that band was super fun. And it, or it, at the time, it was kind of like there was some, all that stupid band tension where it, it's like, why, you know, in retrospect like well i can't believe we couldn't work that out but um it was a good run we we did some fun stuff and yeah it was cool and then <clears throat> maybe it was kind of brief we did a, a we did a tour with 90 day men we did a tour with like the war warlocks um short thing with wilco and then when that broke up, I was kind of just floating around again. I think I started, I did a couple of my own shows. It solo or? Yeah, well, it might have been the first time in my life I tried to get a band together to support mm. these songs. Like, mm-hmm. the, And I kept doing, I was trying to be creative and I would do a different like lineup every show. Wow. And sort of a different style, but... Mm. It wasn't didn't really work out, and I can't sing to save my life. And I was trying to sing, uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it was fun. And uh, but then I don't know somewhere right around there, like Brian asked me to if I wanted to start a new thing with him and Graham, uh, mm-hmm. that ended up being disappears. 
Right. So when did Disappears start? I want to say like 2007 or eight. We were probably right. already That's starting to, yeah. And maybe the first seven inch came out. I want to say 2008, yeah. maybe seven. And that went on for about 10 years. Yeah, that was a that was a great band. I was a big, big fan of that band. <laughs> I saw that. that band many, many times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, ever changing. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We did. Yeah, That's you had I that... love Brian. Like, I, if if Brian has never done anything, uh, or, or maybe the best thing that's it, it, ever happened in my life because of Brian Case was like, yeah, just learning to be less uptight. Yeah. <laughs> learning to like let the chaos just be. So he's he's but, good at rolling with rolling with the oh punches, my god huh? <laughs> i mean and, and honestly like not only musically but like if like if you paid attention in during the pandemic like how did facts stay complete like they were completely active in a weird way through the pandemic in a way i, did, I saw a lot of bands like unable yeah. to do or like they released like two records and singles and played out and yeah or like played these weird you know video shows i know other bands did it but i was just like no, but they recorded like Brian's. yeah, they they yeah. they had that cool record that was recorded, I think, at Lincoln Hall, yeah, with no, yeah. with no audience, the kind right. of thing. No, but that yeah, was shit just... that like like Nick Cave did stuff like that, you know, like right. was like yeah, which was really cool, like when you couldn't play in front of people for a while, right? So Brian, yeah, Brian was great. He he was the one who I I feel like I'm more if left to my own devices, I might um pick it just keep picking at something until it becomes ridiculous like mm. more about you know composition or uh-huh. things need to be perfect or definitive and all this stuff and right. he would literally be like no we're gonna write a record in a week and you gotta make up your part like right now yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean or we're gonna, right. we're so gonna you jam need- this song for two hours and then whatever you're doing that's the song i'm like ah. you need that you need that guy in your life <laughs> yeah push, exactly push you to to just do it huh yeah yeah <laughs> and yeah and he yeah just knowing him i mean we've had such a good relationship over the years like trading music and he you know just art and books and everything he's great he's amazing yeah i, I saw him uh where did i see him last i don't know where I, i've seen him at some shows i saw him and his kid at the lightning bolt show at oh Talia Hall, which is great yeah. that's that, that, that was really cool was just in the mix i mean he's not even 18 yet i don't think but yeah he's got his band hilarious <laughs> yeah i just I couldn't believe there was that one night at the bottle i was walked up to him and said i gave him a quick hug and said where's your dad uh-huh. and just had a flashback of like i literally have photos of like holding you on my knee as a baby and now i know it's not crazy at the empty bottle at midnight i'm asking you where your dad is and you're with your friends so this is so surreal yeah no shit so yeah so yeah you stayed obviously yeah you stayed in the through the whole run of disappears and you weren't you weren't a cat you, you weren't the exploding drummer like you guys had that spinal tap thing where you kept having, <laughs> you know kept kept having the new drummer that's <laughs> <laughs> amazing he was just a green gob, globule yeah I, <laughs> um, I mean including fucking steve shelley which is crazy to right. think about you know <laughs> well that was also <laughs> so serendipitous and yeah. like we have him to thank for probably such a at least a part of the, the popularity we yeah had for a minute um well the best thing about that band for me because i mm-hmm. also i love to travel was just yeah. we went to europe with him once yeah with steve and 
I joke. It wasn't this bad, but I swear some of the cities we went to the first tour because we were still sort of a new band. Um, uh-huh. And he, some of the flyers, it would say like, Steve Shelley from Sonic Youth. Yeah. Or it'd be like disappears in like little letters featuring yeah, yeah. and then bigger letters would say Steve sure, Shelley yeah, and Sonic Youth. And it got people out and it really, those fans stayed with us even after he left and Noah joined and we would go back to Europe. Yeah. And I, and that's what I was getting as like, not only did I get to play with Brian and Noah, who is one of the best drummers I've ever met. And then Damon, yeah, who you might not know as well, but I don't know Damon at all. Uh, one yeah. of, one of the closest friends I've ever had in my life. And, mm. and we just, I just love him so much. And he's one of the most, he's a very, uh, he can be, um, I don't know, like anybody, any artist, anybody, yeah. he, you know, has, you know, he can be prickly. I don't know what I'm yeah. trying to say. I, sure. I I'm, not, yeah. I'm not prepared here. I don't want to regret anything I'm going to say because no, I love Damon so much. But like there were there were tensions in the band sometimes and whatever. But like he is one of the most creative and prolific and just mm-hmm. amazing people I've ever known in my life, honestly. And he used to blow me away. We had another band called E Plus and mm-hmm. he was a driving member of disappears and then had just endless ideas and demos yeah. for this other band. He just, he's just constantly making stuff and I love him. But anyway, what I was going to say is besides all that, like just meeting yeah. these amazing musicians and friends, I just love to travel and I cannot believe how much we got to tour and travel in Europe with disappears. It was just, I'm forever grateful for that. Cause it was not the same as, um, you know, like, oh, I'm going to go to Berlin for a week, like taking yeah. a vacation. It's like we yeah. got to drive through every yeah. little town and just saw places I never would have made the effort or had the money to go see. And anyway, that's I'm great. talking like it's never going to happen again or something, but it's, it's been well, a it few may. years. Who knows? Then, so <laughs> yeah. then, yeah, so he left he left the band and that's why effects started, right? Was yeah, because, Damon Dame, needed Damon a change. Was. Yeah, right. He went he moved back to he moved to L.A. Oh, and, okay. um, oh I see. Yeah, and then uh, me and Dave, or me and Brian and Noah kept going. Some of the first songs, some of the songs on the first Fax record are were being. We were already playing versions of some of those yeah. out as disappear right. songs before Damon quit. We we're yeah. you know workshopping them or whatever. And then so when we when he left and we decided just to keep going and change. The, we kind of just wanted to change the name as like a, a fresh start or whatever. Sure. Yeah. And maybe partly because all the, the drummer changes in the past too. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so then we did that. <clears throat> um, I'm on the first record. Mm-hmm. That was really fun. And then Jesus, I don't even know. That's where I almost feel like, and here we are now, but that was five years ago because yeah, since experienced the pandemic and my life kind of imploded. <laughs> yeah. I know everyone's did, but I honestly look back at like around the time I quit facts to now is this like murky timeline for me. Or I'm like, still yeah, I mean, figuring do, it out. Do you want to say anything about leaving that band? Uh, you know, um, it, it's up to you. I mean, it's, yeah, it's yeah, no I mean, yeah. it's not. I honestly, I'm pretty like, I don't know. I'm pretty uh, open about things. I just, I was going through what was, I feel like some kind of, midlife crisis kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah i i have a lot of depression and anxiety yeah. in my life and uh my mom started getting really sick 
Uh, yeah. And it was all preventable, but she's just, um, she passed, you know, she passed away in December of this year, right? Yeah. But, or last year, but she, um, so it was going, it was like, it was always bad, but, and then now when I look back at it, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, this, like, it felt like it happened fast, but like when I was quitting facts, I was already overwhelmed by trying to deal with her and she hadn't even really gotten quote unquote sick yet. Yeah. Just the constant phone calls and weird yeah. stuff happening. And, and so, and then I was also in a very, uh, I was in what should have been a good relationship, but you know, yeah. now that I look back at it, I'm not blaming myself for everything, but I, I feel yeah. like I was just in such a chaotic place and I was in a complete creative block with the band. Oh, I, so okay, I felt yeah. like I was holding them back and I mm, yeah. knew I was going to have to start dealing with my mom. My brother also got sick at that time. Yes. So you were just not in the sh- in shape my life, to be into yeah, to keep touring. Yeah, my and life doing... just like, yeah. yeah. And then so I got out of this relationship. Well, that was even mm. after I quit the band. I quit the band yeah. almost impulsively because, oh, and also on top of all that, I was having really serious health problems that oh. was affecting wow. my emotional state and yeah. i'm saying what good friends we all were for some reason i did the weird ass thing where i barely told brian and noah like about yeah. any of this i just pretended everything was great yeah and it sort of imploded and i just could not even i'd be at practice like feeling like i was gonna have a panic attack <clears throat> and then mm. couldn't even explain to them like why i yeah. was so worked up or like because it was yeah. like months of like not talking about it and, and like we we're saying going back to before like Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I got to figure it out. And then something comes up. And you're like, no, it's the same old pattern. It's sure. Yeah. Same old shit. No, I, so, I mean, yeah, I kind of, yeah, I, I don't feel like we actually fundamentally change. It's just how right. you, how you deal with it. Like or how, yeah. what, what kind of distance you can, you can keep going. Yeah. Hopefully well, if you survive, of- if you make it through, then you can, you can recover quicker, you know? Right. It doesn't but mean I it feel- doesn't hurt when the shit comes, whatever it exactly. is comes at you. Yeah. And then the added um, subconscious knowledge that you might be fulfilling the same old pattern, even while you're doing it, you mm. kind of know you're doing it helplessly. Like that's played into my life like that. Sure. Yeah. Like the, the whole facts thing and my, that part of my life, it does feel, it was sort of like a, I don't want to use the term, like the word rock bottom. Like I was some mm. kind of, yeah. you know, like it wasn't that bad. I wasn't. Yeah. Don't worry. We're not, but, we're not, we're not doing behind the music here. <laughs> Right. Although, yeah, we will have like the Phoenix rising in the. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and when I when I woke up in a puddle of my own shit, I knew. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no I, I'm just saying, like, I did what I always do, and things got real weird, and I ghosted everything. I, I yeah, it. I've done it many times, and it's it sucks. I've done it. I did it to Tim on that first tour. Like it's yeah. just, you know, and it's it was a thing i i realized after i left the band i was like man you didn't give them a great explanation and you just kind of did it again and i anyway but we, we're all on great terms i honestly i know yeah because i've seen yeah, you, you know. i've seen you at fact shows so <laughs> I, like clearly that means you get, you, you're okay with it yeah 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 now no, it's, and it's then all, the other thing i always know like when we run into each other you, you always say that you're playing like you play every day so you're playing music i, I mean, do is, yeah, yeah. So it, it continues to matter. Like it continues to be a big part of your life, like whether you're oh, on yeah. the stage or not, you know? Yeah. I think being on this, being on a stage is the hardest part of all of it for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to say it, it can't be fun, but it's, it's stressful. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like, just like the the atten- like the yeah. attention of like strangers yeah. kind of thing or probably. But it sounds yeah, that sounds so silly, right? It's like, well, why'd you do this thing then where you get up on a yeah literally get up on a stage and... this is the thing that actually came up when i, when I was talking to Emmett, uh like in the conversation that's going to be posted this week but how he's he was we were talking about this how like on stage he's okay but it's because it's coming off the stage and then talking to people then yeah is a, is a real problem because he's he doesn't have the protect the distance or the the barrier you know that he's not yeah like as because he comes off stage and you know whoever the fan the person he doesn't know comes up they have this idea or whatever this thing in their mind about you and you can't you can't ever meet it like because you can't be that you know like it's a it's a fantasy you know it's the the rock and roll fantasy or whatever it is you know yeah uh that's yeah that's that's the tough part for sure seems like but yeah, I mean, yeah. I realized, yeah, I wasn't a performer a long, long time ago. I mean, my stage is like a piece of paper, you know, <laughs> like it's not, it's not a stage stage, you know? Right. For sure. And that's how I, yeah, I do love, that's why I like, I think I, I love like recording mm-hmm. and just playing with other people. And yeah. you know, I, I, I love all, but I, I really do want to play live again. I, yeah. I love to like find something else to as an outlet it's just like i said i'm i just it was a bunch of weird shit then right into the pandemic and now we're coming and now we're coming out of it i hope and it's just like yeah it just still feels like i'm rebuilding but yeah right it's, and it's, you had to deal with all the family stuff that you, you told me oh about it's like sounds it was, incredibly intense it was the, a lot the family I, shit yeah yeah and it's still kind of happening but not as not as crazy but yeah i still i don't know i'm obsessed with music and reading and watching i don't know well movies is a fun one to talk about because i i yeah what's what's the last thing what's the last thing that 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 you got jazzed about with well i just uh i just saw the northman last night oh what'd you think of it did you see it yet yeah yeah i I saw it on uh saturday saturday i think yeah this is a good example it's like i loved it yeah, I think, and yeah, it was really cool. But yeah. sometimes I'm like, have I seen too many movies? Like, have I seen yeah. all like, have I seen too many movies in my life? I don't know. Mm. Something's happening to me where the the form, yeah, itself is becoming. Um, I, I guess this happens to other people. Like, like literally, when they just say like they get bored and they can't sit through a whole movie. Yeah. I'm not saying that because I love I, I don't get yeah. bored and I love movies and stuff. But sometimes I'm like man, the narrative form of film is starting to just get really tired sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for and sure. I'm not, but I'm not, I'm not really talking about The Northman because, like, yeah. it was great. But yeah. I don't know. Sometimes when a movie starts, I'm just like, okay, here we go. It's all it's all tropes. It's all yeah, familiar. For, oh, yeah. I Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I I actually went in with really, really low expectations because yeah. I really didn't like that guy's last movie at all. I didn't right, like right. that lighthouse movie just bugged the mm-hmm. shit out of me. I really hated it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, but I loved his first one. I loved the witch. 
Yeah. I love the witch hated lighthouse. So I had real low expectations because he had an even higher budget, you know, but Mm -hmm. I really was pleasantly surprised. It was like watching like a black metal album or something. Right. Well, you're right. I don't, I mean, (laughs) everything I was just saying about being confused, but like, honestly, I, it was one of the more fun times I've had watched a movie in years. Like, in yeah. the theater it was insane it's like because you had no idea for a hollywood movie what, what I was going to come next yeah like the, it, for like a the, hollywood movie it was pretty extreme like there's yeah. some extreme shit oh like that God. like that sculpture of like body parts that was left yeah. that, like you know like wow <laughs> like yeah. you don't see that like usually that's some shitty cgi in one of these you know cartoon right. movies that are i right. find unwatchable but <laughs> no no right. no that i think that guy's a real like he's He's like a real, like, at least in, in Hollywood terms, is a real artist, that Robert Eggers guy. I mean, yeah. He's, he's I mean, for, he works really hard to get all those details, you know, right? Seems like it. I love seeing, yeah, it's it's like, um, yeah, it's a subject that could have been, you know, exhausted by now, but it is cool to see that he brought his personal aesthetic to it and then, like, some new ideas. Like, you know, now that, of course, like, the average person is much more familiar yeah. with mushrooms yeah. <laughs> and stuff. I just love the idea. Like they're almost all just on mushrooms all the time. And, like, yeah. He tri- kept tripping out, but like, it vision. probably, probably was like that. in a lot of, a lot of times, you know, or, I don't know. It's hard to go on your vision quest without some chemical like AIDS. I right. think <laughs> like you need to. Yeah. <laughs> and it is fun watching someone do. <laughs> it's like, um, Oh, I don't know. Just the, the that it's like this like the the history of like European white people, but yeah, yeah. This little pocket of it that we don't always acknowledge. Like, you know, it's like it just it was cool. You know, it was cool seeing like that whole the vision quest stuff and them acting like wolves and stuff yeah. like that. It was just it was really fun to watch. I don't well, know. yeah, and it's like totally, you know, it's like the heavy metal version of like Hamlet. You know, it's a exactly, pre it's yeah. pre-Hamlet, you know, because right. that's where Shakespeare got Hamlet from you right, know, right. It was it was these stories you know but yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah I, I I I totally enjoyed it and I was surprised I, I was happy because I had low expectations which is always yeah. good it's a good thing to, to go in with <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> then you won't be disappointed that's what killed me with the lighthouse I had really high expectations and I, I thought it was silly but <laughs> yeah that kind of happened to me with Dune which I need to oh, revisit but oh yeah I got so excited and then oh you did just, yeah because I, I like love those, the book do you like and, the book oh okay yeah that see that that's see I, I didn't even go because I I couldn't get through the book so <laughs> yeah I have a little soft spot for some sci-fi and that was that's, one of them for sure that's cool and wait am I mi- misremember were you telling me you were working on some writing at some point or oh yeah yeah were, that's yeah that was like a thing you've been doing lately or for a yeah. while for a while um yeah. honestly i like i said i studied when i went to U of I, yeah. I wanted to like i'm gonna make movies you know it's yeah. 93 or whatever sure um but i have always sort of wanted to write not more than play music but it yeah just as much but it um i feel like music has always just sort of taken the driver's see yeah. or whatever and and yeah. then writing it was easier to just it's scarier to me like it's so much more personal and mm. and only you you know you gotta like get feedback and stuff but it's like 
it, music it's such a collaboration and yeah and this isn't i don't think this was like my conscious thoughts about it but yeah. i just if i showed you i have like I, i'm looking at it right now i have a, two big old plastic crates under yeah. my desk of notebooks that are all full of just like shit that i never finished like and part of me is like well maybe this is the time i left to yeah take a big shift but who knows <laughs> you, oh, you, you should do it you should just put, yeah well, know, i mean that's what i've been trying to do but yeah shape it up and put it out there it's like get yeah. get get brian case to like crack the whip and make make you put something out <laughs> or somebody exactly. oh man You're, well i got a few of those friends luckily i have friends patient enough to be like yeah look yeah. i you know if you if you want somebody to read stuff i'd be happy to read some of it like i i do I, that i do that stuff i would love that when editing when, when the time yeah when yeah. you're ready to like yeah, yeah no pressure really but yeah i'd be happy to to help if i can yeah because yeah like that. I, I could tell, and you know, like when you know, I asked you to do this to this talk thing, I, I knew we'd have stuff to talk about. You know? <laughs> I knew it. Yeah. I just knew it. Maybe it's like that still waters run deep thing, you know, but like, <laughs> uh, I, I, you, you, you never struck me as a person that like just had no thoughts in his head, you know? I mean, there are people <laughs> that are quiet, then you think, well, this, this, this is a thing that it's not about you, I guess, but this, I, I was, like when I was growing up, like in high school, me and like my dad didn't have a very good relationship. And I went away to art school and started writing them these letters. And mm -hmm. he, he was a mate. He wrote back once or said some like surprised that I to find out that I had thoughts in my head, you know? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a really shitty, mean thing to say, but, uh, <laughs> but also, also not yeah. entirely surprising if you're dealing with somebody that's lo locked down and not forthcoming, you know? Right. Oh, like, of course. Like how, how, why would you assume that they have anything in their head? You know, but right, like, right. I, I always knew like that you were like, you were a thoughtful, <laughs> like a person that was thinking about things, you know, and kind of chewing over some stuff. <laughs> Well, that's, I'm, thank you for saying that. And I am surprised. I feel like, well, what, what made me nervous about this, to be honest, was that I don't, I was like, I don't want to talk about myself. And I feel like that's mostly what we have been talking about. And of course. It hasn't been that yeah. painful, but. I hope um, not. Like, I, you know, no. it'll only hurt a little while. Yeah. And yeah, it is uh, actually more fun than, and less nerve wracking than me, uh, you know, like if you're, you know, going to talk about. I mean, we could go on and on about the state of the world or my thoughts about, you know, oh, no. I, <laughs> life like, in general and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, okay, it's easier just talking about like, yeah, I mean, things <laughs> what are, happened when things, I moved look, to Chicago. Yeah, we can leave it, leave it, leave it as, you know, things are fucked up and they're fucked up in different ways and in different times, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's really intense now because we have so much access to information, you know, that we didn't used to. Mm -hmm. And I don't, it's not always good. Like, right. Like, you know, like my parents, like everybody's like watching these fucking war videos. I don't watch the war videos. No, me either. Uh, I, I read I read uh, the New York Times and that's all. I only read news. I don't listen to it. I can't yeah. watch the fucking videos because I don't know. I I'm not getting on a plane and going there to fight. So what the fuck good does it do for me to yeah. watch people yeah. suffering? You know what I mean? Right, like, right. It's horrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, have a, I think I have a tendency to want to hide away yeah. <laughs> unfortunately from the world and yeah i just i really um just so many things like you just said about showing writing it, like the world 
just feel can feel so overwhelming and especially the last few years and everything but it's so true that it's like one of the only uplifting things is when you do have a even if it's just a moment like a connection yeah. with other people like it's of course yeah so true and have any anybody supporting you or yeah you and, know even like a passing conversation can just be so rejuvenating or i don't know it's just oh for sure and i mean yeah. that's the reason we do all this creative shit is like we're trying to connect with somebody right yeah, yeah. it's always yeah i i never believed like with art being like this kind of it is for yourself like you've got to please yourself but like ultimately like you're trying to connect with other people at least yeah. one other some person whether it's right. imaginary or a particular person but like that's why we do this right. you know? yeah so yeah the yeah the right and obviously like as you said you have this crate or like all these boxes and notebooks so it's a thing that's important to you like that you needed to get out of yourself and i mean you know why not share it with some people what's the worst that could happen i mean you know make up a pseudonym if you want i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) if if that's better i don't know people do it's that's always funny to me like i mean you see it with bands all the time you know where you, you see this band name and you find out it's just a person, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like that needs like a superhero name of some kind. <laughs> right. Well, exactly. like say, say like Joan of Arc, you know, or, you yeah. Know? <laughs> but, or whatever, like yeah. iron and wine, you know, like iron yeah. and wine is a person. You know? Exactly. It's <laughs> funny you brought that up because for some reason it crossed my mind. I wonder when that became the norm. Yeah like here's buzz scruggs playing the banjo or whatever and then a lot and then along comes the chevaliers or whatever it's like when did they start like when did it become that i wonder I don't, and I, yeah, it's I don't probably know. not that hard to figure out but it makes me laugh because because there's a trend lately of like or for a while like younger hip-hop dudes just going by their names now instead of like some yeah. like Ken, kendrick lamar and yeah. j cole or whatever and i like kind of like that because it's like you said it's more of like it's just me this is my music and yeah. tom well, york that, just going as tom york or whatever mm-hmm. but it's, it's like well it almost and it's always like why did why were we coming up with these funny names like what is it about yeah even down well down to tim kinsella again now going by you know tim kinsella and jenny right. Pulse. you know it's yeah. suddenly no 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 more names yeah. no more made-up names it's just they're given names more or less yeah. well Jenny Pulse is a little bit of a superhero name, but <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good one though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's and it's it's pretty close to her given name, you know. But I like and her given name's cool too. It sounds yeah, like yeah. or maybe it reminds me of the word Polaris or something. Yeah, it's yeah. Got this like kind of uh-huh. heady sound. Yeah, I wonder why I, I guess that's it's some kind of barrier of protection. Like when if you have this like name that's not just your name, then you can become yeah. something else. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I've never the, the only time I've ever been tempted to do anything like that is like to hire somebody to be me at art openings because I hate those so much. Like, <laughs> like to get right. an actor. And that's been done, like getting an actor oh, to, yeah. to play the the artist, you know? Yeah. Because I so don't want that attention that way. You yeah, know, like yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I love I love being in the audience. I you know, like I like I like listening to bands or listening to people talking and drawing and stuff i don't yeah. i don't need i don't need those eyes or ears on me that way you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, i've been on some stages you know like for readings and stuff and it's okay like i've i've gotten a lot more comfortable with it but i never feel like 
like I feel like I'm cheating people because like I, I like to leave it to the professionals, like people that are actual performers, you know? Right. Like, people right. that really love it, you know, or they're really mm-hmm. good at it. Yeah. And I'll never love it or be good at it. You know, like I've, I'll be okay at it, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, it's never going to be a thing I look forward to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about this kind of thing. Usually like early on, it disappears if we had to do radio interviews and stuff. It used to be often like me and Brian would sit in, would do oh, yeah. it together. And, and after a while, was it weird or? Yeah. But it, again, it's just um, me being anxious or self-conscious and probably yeah. like, back then like nervous i'm gonna say something stupid or whatever i'm being very like open about all this but like but after a while it, it was funny because brian just didn't i just stopped sort of doing it with him and he did oh really stuff because he's so good at it he's it's off the cuff he's always got i don't know sometimes you know you don't have the right reference ready to go in your head or whatever maybe mm-hmm. i smoke too much weed i don't know <laughs> yeah but right. it's, it's like he's always just like got his points down and i was always impressed by that yeah yeah, he's yeah. We're 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 gonna do one of these, me and me and Brian. Oh, cool. Uh, we, just gotta, cool. We, we just gotta line up our schedules, but yeah, 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 for sure. And Tim too, and yeah, there's more coming up. It's gonna be cool. It's good. It's so funny how many musicians there are. I guess I know a lot of musicians. Yeah, know, like, yeah. Very few painters. I don't really like painters, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they're not. They're not. You know, it's. I think it's because like you guys have to collaborate to like to do your thing. Like it's kind of like a more natural sociability or whatever. Right. Right. Easier to deal with at least on like a surface level, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. than than painters or uh, who who are just like in their own fucking world. And they're like God and, you know, and executioner of everything. (laughs) (laughs) There's kind of no, no room for anybody else sometimes. Right. Or anything else, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, All right. Is there, is there, like, I was gonna say, yeah. Since this is not like one of these, like the usual, like the shows where you're just, like shilling for some, promoting something. <laughs> like you have a, a book or a CD or a show or something coming up, but also because, yeah, it, I'm not even posting this. It'll probably come out out in June or July. I'll tell you when it does, but. Yeah. Well, yeah if you have something but, you, you want you want to plug let me know <laughs> <laughs> well by then i hope i do <laughs> yeah yeah you're gonna you're gonna announce your like 15 50 city <laughs> world tour with, right. with, with your new musical project yeah, as yet yeah. as yet unnamed yeah <laughs> sweet well I'll, I'll look forward to that i'll, I'll, buy, I'll buy a ticket no, to that no let me <laughs> yeah. novel on twitter yeah yeah one well, tweet at a time uh sad, speaking of sadly like on news it's yes since elon musk is about to buy twitter oh right right it's gonna i, I keep joking that it's gonna be changed to like musk talk or something or musk chat. right right this, it's, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be terrible <laughs> i'm so happy i'm not doing that shit anymore oh yeah <laughs> yeah Are i'm you, actually not on there no yeah uh what do you do you do instagram or do you do i do i didn't for i i stopped when trump got elected just because and not only yeah i mean not to get too into it but yeah i couldn't handle him and i couldn't handle everyone else's reaction to him yes it's got to be too much and uh i got back on uh it was kind of silly but a bunch of friends um sort of encouraged me to get on when my mom died yeah just this past december yeah and i put a post up and 
I have to admit the reactions and messages like really helped. And it was like a lot of love and good. It was crazy. And then within like three weeks, so then I got back on it and within like three weeks, I, you know, felt the familiar empty scrolling feeling you get. And yeah. So now I'm not on it that much, but I do like it. Like I love it. Um, the doom, doom scrolling doom, doom scrolling right. right yeah it's a great way to start your morning that's what i yeah. realized um <laughs> but i do love it for uh yeah just feel like you shouldn't get out of bed by the time you're you know yeah um no but I, I like it I, I find all these i love all these random sites that are on there there's some really yeah. cool just i could just i don't know like a lot of old comic book and just illustrators in general just all that niche sure, yeah. stuff you can find and like um international libraries put out like they're yeah. engravings and there's so many good nature sites there's you know stuff like that i really like it well i mean i know i mean galleries now sell, sell like million dollar art through fucking instagram which is crazy <laughs> which is insane, insane to think about but they do right yeah like people just yeah. well because the consultants are buying it like without even seeing the real thing oh, man. But, you know, that's that's a whole other conversation the, the art world but <laughs> yeah well, that's cool. Uh, that's cool that you found that. Yeah, I, I can't do any of them. I've got a, I've got a newsletter that I publish every week, and that that scratches whatever itch I have to like, get on a soapbox and hold forth and share shit with people. But like, yeah, yeah, I quit Twitter like in 2015. Quit smartphones that year, and it was you know it was before right. Trump. So I I totally am convinced it saved my sanity. You know, for but, sure. it's only gotten so much weirder yeah that's what i hear yeah i yeah i sometimes go on like and check out like if somebody i need something for research or i'm taught you know need something for writing to see what people are doing on there and i i don't ever miss it i'm very rarely tempted to reconnect you know yeah with friends it really does bring out some like voyeuristic tendency in me too because i never post and i barely comment and i just look at everything <laughs> yeah 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 well cool uh well this is fun i don't know I, is this is this good i mean i, I feel like we didn't scratch oh, yeah. the surface of much but okay no no I mean, it, was, well, it was fun though i had a good time well you know next week we're gonna do part two it's gonna be five <laughs> <All> hours <right>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're, we're gonna work out uh the with the other program to get it get the sound to work it's gonna be like we're going to we're going to put out an LP version. It's going to be on vinyl. It's going to be a box okay. set. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> cool. I, I thought we we're going to figure out all the world's problems today, but I guess not uh, to be continued. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll see you at the bar and we'll 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 work out those problems then. That's will be it'll be a bonus episode. All right. <laughs> cool. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks. Dimitri. Thanks, Jonathan. Bye. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.